you need to understand that it's hard to kiss you right now. Remember that letter I gave you last week? That's why. You keep asking me if you just want to go out and do this thing together. I don't want to go do that with you. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, don't wait until it's too late to work on your marriage. Nope. You got to do the work now. Yeah. Let's talk about what it looks like if you have waited until it's too late, because this is what we're trying to help people avoid. Yep. Is this entire podcast. Yep. Well, not the podcast per se. We want you to keep coming <laughs> we don't want back you to, to avoid the, podcast, the podcast, but the topic in the podcast. Yes. Let's avoid Ex- that. Okay. <laughs> Here's what we're talking about today. Okay. There is a phenomenon that I have seen amongst men in particular, husbands in particular, and that is they're married for an extended period of time, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, but their marriage is steadily getting worse and worse. And their wives have made pleas. They've made uh, requests. They've made attempts to say, I am unhappy. My marriage isn't working. You're hurting my feelings. This is not working. We're not in a healthy space. And the husband's it falls on deaf ears. They Mm -hmm. don't hear it until the crisis within the wife hits critical mass. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm done. I am leaving. I'm out of here. Or even worse, I found somebody else. I found somebody that I connect with. They hear me. They understand me. They resonate with my heart. And they are now emotionally and sometimes physically checked out of the marriage completely. And at that moment is when these husbands come to me and say, Paul, my marriage is falling apart. How do I fix my marriage? And they will say, I'm trying my hardest now. For the last three days, I have been doing everything I can to communicate to my wife that I love her and that I'm going to work on the marriage and that I'm going to make things better. Even though for the last 20 years, I haven't done that. I just want to do a forehead slap. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What stirs inside you when you hear about a husband who too late recognizes they haven't done the investment into this relationship? They haven't made enough deposits. They haven't put enough work in. And now they're about to lose their marriage. Well, first of all, to me, okay, this is the skepticism I, I'm going to say. Uh-huh. I don't believe that he actually is sorrowful okay. about it. Does that mean, uh, let me see if I can explain a little bit better. Um, he's now responding out of, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose everything. It doesn't seem to me that it's out of a sense of my marriage is important to me, mm-hmm. but now out of a sense of, oh, I'm losing something of mine. And I don't want to lose that. Yes. It's out of my control. Well, whether it's out of his control or not. He's just losing something. Yeah. It's like the kid who got their hand caught in the cookie jar. Okay. Like he doesn't feel sad that he was taking cookies out. He feels sad that he got caught and now Mm. he's in trouble. Mm. So that's the initial thing that you hear is skepticism in his intentions and his motivation. Yes. Is he now trying to show his wife how much he loves her because, because he genuinely has felt that way for 20 years? Of course he's loved his wife for 20 years. He just obviously hasn't been doing what what needs to be done to have a healthy marriage. But is he doing this now because 
he's, shall we say, caught. Yeah. And so now it's like backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. Or yeah. is it because he really feels like, oh, my gosh, I really was super clueless. I am so. Yeah. That skepticism that I hear in your voice is incredibly common for the wives that I've sat with and these stories that I've heard over and over. It's that doubt that he's not actually genuine in his remorse, his sorrow, in his attempt, because there is something bigger that he's going to lose. He's going to lose a marriage, for sure. Why did it take me saying, I'm done, I'm leaving, for him to get his act together? Exactly. That's kind of of the... the, Exactly. If I was in that situation, that's how I would feel. Right. What do you think about her attitude of, again, 15, 20 years of being in a miserable marriage, and now she's ready to leave? What would you say to her? What would I say to her? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I know the things that I would want to say. I would want to say things that she probably doesn't want to hear yeah. or would have a hard time hearing. Because if if indeed the husband truly is like recognizes, oh, man, I just have missed it Yeah. for a long time. And I really want to work on the marriage. A wife has a really difficult time hearing that and believing it and wanting to stick around because of the risk of him not being able to or not following through or this is just one of those things. Um, I I would say that there is still hope. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would also have to say that it's understandable but completely inappropriate Hmm. to have found a relationship or found someone else while you're still married. Right. Completely. It's understandable because you lack that. You desire that. We're created for relationship. But you have made a commitment to someone who, even though they're not behaving the way they should in the marriage, you still need to behave within your own integrity. And you still need to do the right thing. And seeking that stuff out side of the home and it particularly whether it's emotional um, relationship you can Mm -hmm. have emotional Mm -hmm. infidelity and Mm -hmm. you can have sexual infidelity Mm -hmm. and um, and that doesn't that that you're not released from your commitment to the relationship because your spouse isn't in it fully yeah and that's a hard ask I mean that is really difficult to try to ask someone to give up something that is feels life-giving that feels refreshing that feels like a life preserver when they've been drowning for so many years yeah to now say I'm gonna give that up because it's the right thing to do we understand how hard that is we're not gonna minimize that at all even though it's still the appropriate thing to do because it's actually not probably as good of a lifesaver as they hope it is. Right. And there's a whole lot of reasons why we could talk about that. I want to talk more about him on this podcast episode today. What would you want him to understand about his wife? That he has caused deep wounds. Yeah. They're not irreparable, but it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of effort to build that trust back up. Yeah. And for her to truly recognize and understand that you mean business. Right. I think we talk about this maybe in the three doubts Mm. when, and we usually talk about those when there's been an affair or something like that. But when a husband, this particular husband will just say, wants to change, the wife is going to not believe that he's 
no. wants to change. No, he doesn't want to change. It's called the doubt of sincerity. Right. Yeah, he's not sincere in his desire to change. And so he works, he continues, yep. and she sees that he wants to change, yep. but then he does. she doesn't believe that he can, can change. change. That's called the doubt of ability. He wants to change. I don't know if he can change. Right. Does he have the ability to change? And I think in that part, and this is this is a period of time that goes yes. by. Yeah. And I think at that point where he's doing the right thing most of the time and occasionally slips up because we all do. Yeah. And all she sees is that slip up. Yeah. And that takes her right back into he doesn't want to change. Exactly. That's about the point where men go, Pfft, yeah, I'm out of I'm, here. I'm done. Yeah, I'm, trying, actually, I'm trying everything. It's actually the third doubt called the doubt of durability. durability. Is it going to last? Is the change going to last? I knew I was missing something That's in right. There. No, you're good. But Those are the three doubts that every woman's going to go through in this situation. But I would encourage him to realize that his wife has to get through those three doubts. Yeah. Because it's so easy to, we've talked about this too, men see one point to one point, like I do one good thing that gives me one good point and wife sees one good point and it goes, well, no. That's maybe a 10th of a point. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so you just need to continue believing and trusting that eventually it's going to even out. Yeah. And so it takes a lot of work on both parts because the wife has to eventually say yes, even if she's still hurt. I think it's our hurt that prevents us from seeing the good in our spouse. And so when our spouse is trying to make changes and trying to fix what has been broken, our hurt wants them to hurt more than it does want to see things fixed sometimes, at least in the initial in that initial hurt. Yeah, very, very much so. Very much so. If I could talk to this guy, what I would probably say is you are reaping the consequences of a pattern of behavior for the last 10, 15 years, whatever it is. I'll go back to just a simple metaphor of you buy a car and you never change the oil for 15 years and the car is starting to run worse and worse and it's breaking down and it's not functioning correctly, you can't take the car into a mechanic and say, okay, I'm ready to change the oil. Let's just change the oil and my car will be running the way that it should be now. Again, this is a very masculine heavy analogy because again, I like cars, but if you crack open that engine, it is now filled with sludge. It's like tar in there when it should be nice and smooth and lubricated. And you have to actually rebuild the entire engine. Sometimes you might have to throw away that engine and buy an entirely new engine It's going to take many, many hours of man work and a large, large investment of cash to get that vehicle running correctly because you have deferred all this maintenance that should have been done regularly. And if you would have been doing it regularly, would have been pennies. Right. It wouldn't have cost you anything to do this maintenance. But now because so much of this has been deferred, it is going to be a massive investment of time and energy and probably even money to try to repair your marriage. And trying to find a quick solution, trying to just do two or three good things, and that convinces your wife that you are sincere, is unrealistic expectations regarding your wife's heart. 
she's not going to fall for it again because she is actually probably in a stage of doubt even within herself of I've given him chance after chance after chance after chance and I don't want to get played again. Right. I don't want to be looking foolish again. And so even all the effort you put in now is going to be met with appropriate skepticism and doubt. And you cannot get mad at her for that. You can't look at her and say that that's inappropriate because it's actually very appropriate for the situation and that is happening in the moment. And that is very hard for men to hear because you're right. They are desperate to not lose their marriage. They want to hold on to their relationship uh, appropriately. So sure. Unfortunately, it's just, it's too little too late. There it is. And the only way, the only way to start repairing this is to not put pressure on your wife to accept you, this new version of you that's been there for three days. Right. You cannot put pressure on her to say, I've done three good things in three good days, even though for the last 15 years of our marriage, that's 6,000 days of bad behavior, right? it's not gonna work. And I've actually seen some men flip it around and now start even accusing their wives of being unforgiving or uncompassionate or hard-hearted or anything else like this. They kind of spin it around to make the wife feel bad because they're starting to change now. And that's so inappropriate. That is Ugh. so wrong. Right. Because again, her doubt, her skepticism, her hurt is legitimate and real. There is the reality, again, this podcast, we try to just be kind of honest and real. There is the reality that I would say close to half of those marriages don't make it. It's just the marriage, the maintenance is so deferred that the vehicle cannot be saved. It's just not worth it. And again, this is where the metaphor breaks down because the car doesn't have feelings. The car doesn't choose if it wants to get worked on. Right, exactly. You're going to fix a car, you know, if, if you have enough money and time. Marriages don't work that way. You can try to fix the relationship, but your wife has to be willing to step back into that hard, hard work. I want you to understand the work that you're asking your wife to do in this. It's not just your hard work. Right. You're asking your wife to be vulnerable and willing to work on communication and conflict resolution and vulnerability and trust and all these things when her brain appropriately is saying, you've been burned a thousand times, why would you be stupid enough to try again? That's a huge obstacle to get over. And so you're not just asking yourself to do hard work, you're asking her. What a big ask. I mean, let's think about it for a minute. I've been hurtful for you for the last 20 years and I now am aware of it. Because of my bad behavior, I'm asking you to put in five more years of unbelievable hard work and emotional pain while we work on this. Let's sign up. How about that? You want to you join me? Oh. That's a huge ask. I was going to just throw a little wrench in this, too. Okay. Just because of... It's what we do. This, yeah. Now, depending on age and stage of life... Mm-hmm. That big ass could be incredibly difficult for a woman who happens to be going through menopause at the sure. same time. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Because women who are going through menopause have all kinds of crazy chemicals yeah. going on. This is no joke, people. Seriously. <laughs> I'm speaking from personal experience <laughs> right now. Didn't realize it. But yeah. emotions are all over the place. Yeah. And so to be able to be emotionally regulated enough to do the hard work is really double the hard work. Yeah. 
And um, that's not an excuse for not trying, but it is going to make things even worse. And most of the time when marriages get to this point, Mm. um, this is usually age-wise, not always, Mm -hmm. but a good portion of the time Mm -hmm. age-wise, this is where things fall apart because kids have moved out. You're kind of empty nesters now. And now you're not only dealing with all of the stuff from the last 20 years that haven't been there in the marriage, but now the the wife is coming into a new season of change. Yeah. And that's difficult. Very difficult. Incredibly difficult. But I, that's just my little two two cents added worth yeah. to that. Two cents added worth. Yeah. <laughs> so we should do a podcast on... The change. The change. We really should. Yeah. Because... Kind of personal experience here at the moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll do that later. But anyway, um, I just think about it and the, the two things that pop into my mind is number one, I just wonder how often this happens where a man is just completely clueless. He thinks everything is happy and fine and good enough. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that he's doing horrible, rotten, bad things. No, no. So how, how, do you, how do you get a husband who thinks everything's good to understand things aren't so that it doesn't get to that critical point? Yeah, that's an incredibly good question. Um, and uh, the answer is relatively simple, which is, um, you have to be able to create enough intensity without accusation. Mm -hmm. So a wife has to come and say, our marriage is in crisis. You don't know it is again. The car is running badly. I know it's still getting you from point A to point B, and I know that you can. there's no check engine lights on, but I know cars, and the car is about to explode. And I need you to know that it is not in a good place right now. And this isn't a passing comment. This isn't done flippantly. This is a, I need to sit down. I'm actually going to put it in writing. I actually suggest a letter mm-hmm. carries a little bit more weight because someone's taking the time to to edit it, to put it in writing, to make sure they're crafting the right language. And the person now can, the husband can now read it over and over and over again. It isn't just a one-off conversation. It is a, this is where we are at. And there are now consequences. There are, I'm having a hard time kissing you right now or wanting to hug you because there is no emotional awareness. You're right. not understanding how you are connected with me. You're not understanding um, how hurt I am. Again, that doesn't mean you're withholding sex. That's a, I don't right. I want to talk about that. But you need to understand that it's hard to kiss you right now. Remember that letter I gave you last week? That's why. You keep asking me if you just want to go out and do this thing together. I don't want to go do that with you. Even though that what doing what that is is okay, it's hard to be with you. Remember that letter I gave you last week? Right. There has to be constant kind of pointing back to one moment of communication. It's kind of like a forced check engine light. Mm. This is not good. If he still doesn't get it at that point. If he just, he's that clueless and he isn't going to do the work because men, again, they lack that initiative and they don't know what to do. You have to bring in somebody else. So again, if you have some sort of faith community, that's where uh, the wife can talk to a pastor and say, I need you to talk to my husband. He is missing something. He doesn't know how close I am to walking out the door. 
I don't want to, I know it's not right, but he doesn't know how close I am. And maybe if he isn't hearing it from me, he'll hear it from you. Maybe he'll hear it from a group of men who are going to come and lovingly say, listen, dude, you're being a moron. You are just not figuring it out. And we're coming to encourage you to step up and be a man that needs to know how to love his wife. And you apparently just don't know how to do it. You've never been given that skill. Right. Those external kind of forces need to probably take place in some way. If you don't have a faith community where you can do something like that, so often women drag their husbands into counseling who don't want to go willingly. They're doing it to appease their wives, but they're not doing it because they're in the right state of mind. Sometimes that's the only option, though, is to say... We have to do counseling and then hopefully the therapist can be kind, compassionate, understanding and find a way to communicate the urgency of the situation that the wife is now feeling. And sometimes none of that works and it does require a wife to separate it. She just goes, I'm going to take a season. I'm not, I'm not pursuing divorce, but I need you to understand we are not in a marriage at the moment that is that's working and so i'm going to find a place for six months and i'm going to give you the opportunity to see to be aware of the work that you need to do and i'm going to see if you take advantage of it and if you don't then i have to make a decision at the end of six months if you do then i make a different decision at the end of six months but i'm going to kind of force you to take the initiative and do the work that's required to have a healthy marriage That's just the painful reality of these kinds of situations. It's not easy. It's not fast. There's no quick, easy magic solution, but it sometimes that's the only thing that tends to work. Right. This is a heavy one. This is a hard one, isn't it? It is. My heart just says, why, how do you miss, or why would you not want to just be continually working on your marriage yeah. All along so that you don't get to that point. So let's be let's be a little compassionate towards the husbands in this. We're all parts of our stories. And so That's if, true. if a man has grown up and he's never seen this modeled in his own parents, if he has some sort of um, story where emotional vulnerability and intimacy is terrifying. Um, the only way that he knows how to communicate love is kind of physically, you know, sexually or providing or a providing roof over a head right. or food on the table. And that's kind of his only language. Then that's the only tool he uses. Right. And he doesn't understand that it's not enough. And if Again, he's just of that kind of wiring that says, unless something's on fire, then everything's okay. And I, I tend to be that avoidant kind of personality. And, you know, why stir the pot? Why why make things worse when it doesn't really need to be worse? Everything's kind of okay right now. For me personally, and, and again, he doesn't have that self-awareness. That makes Then they just sense. continue to move on in that way. We're not going to call him a horrible person. It's not bad character. No, he, he not doesn't, at all. He doesn't deserve to be shamed or, or, or mistreated in any sort of way but it's just the natural consequences of not having the skills of how to have a healthy marriage marriage is like playing basketball you have to get training in it you have to practice it you have to make mistakes and then get coaching on how to do it better and if you don't do that if you just try to keep figuring it out on your own then you learn bad habits you you make the same mistakes over and over you just you never really improve we aren't born think about this Uh, when our kiddos were born they weren't born and out coming into the hospital here going, oh, I know how to have a healthy marriage. (laughs) Right. They don't care. Right. We are inherently selfish in who we are. 
Again, think of our kiddos. They didn't care if they inconvenienced us and made us get up right. in the middle of the night to That's change their true. diapers or to feed them or because they're hungry or they want to play. They don't think about us. We as human beings are inherently wired to make sure we get our own needs met first. That's just how we are. But if we, if we don't learn how to mature into being others focused, if we don't learn how to relate healthy, if we've never had that modeled, and if we never work on trying to become healthy individuals, we put a lot more energy into be, becoming healthy business people or, right. or successful uh, entrepreneurs or successful whatever the job is or power and status. They pursue right. all these external things and they never work on the personal stuff then their personal life just continues to kind of fall apart. And so it requires skill. So I'm guessing that there's two different audiences that are listening to this podcast today. There is the wife who's going, oh my gosh, it sounds like you've been looking in our kitchen window and you're, you are describing my marriage to a T right now mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do. Okay. Then the other audience is, oh my gosh, I'm that husband. And I'm in that situation because my wife has completely shut down from me and has completely closed me out and and just doesn't want to talk to me and is thinking about leaving or is threatened divorce or is is in the act of divorce or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. They're losing their marriage. What I think the wives want to hear is we're sorry for the pain. We're so sorry for the years of uh, being missed, of being lonely, of not being seen, of not being heard. I want you to hear from a man, from a husband, what you have wanted is appropriate connection. For sure. Um, Being known, intimacy, your husband taking initiative, all those things that you've wanted in him, it's appropriate to want those in him. Um, and if that's ever been turned around, like you've been too needy or you've been asking too much, um, I want you to kind of hear from a husband who's trying to do good at this thing called marriage that it's okay to ask for those things. It's okay to want those things in your husband. And it's your husband's job to learn how to do that. Yes, absolutely. And for the husbands who are listening to this and they're going, oh my gosh, it's too late. What am I going to do now? I want you to hear very clearly from me. You you aren't going to find any magic bullets that's going to ma- magically make your marriage better in the next two weeks. Right. Even though we think we have a pretty good podcast, this podcast isn't going to fix your marriage in no. the next two weeks. Um, and you cannot pressure your wife. You can't force her into love you you can't you can't make up for 10 years of missed opportunities in two weeks I see that all the time these husbands now I'm gonna buy you dinner and here's jewelry and I'm gonna do the dishes and I'm gonna put the kids away and I'm and I'm gonna hold your hand and I'm gonna sit next to you on the couch and let's watch a romantic movie and it's just all this pressure gets thrown on this wife yep. all of us don't do that that'll backfire very 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 quickly and, and those are all external things yes. and that that yeah, performance based. Th- yes. Yes. What you need to do is you need to be able to sit down and look at your wife and say, I recognize that I have been missing yes. the investment that I should have been doing for the last years. I recognize where you are at and you are skeptical and you are doubtful. And I recognize that that is healthy and appropriate and OK. And I'm not going to ask you to change that state. I recognize that I have to be consistent over a long period of time before you're even going to consider thinking about softening towards me. And again, that's on me. That's not on you. That is the consequences of my behavior. And I recognize that. I have sorrow over that. I'm heartbroken over that. And I know that you don't trust that. Yeah. 
I'm going to do my best to be consistent and I'm going to demonstrate to you the things that I'm going to do that needs to work on me alone and not on the marriage first. I'm going to work on myself first and not the marriage. I'm going to work on me first and not you first. I'm not yeah. going to try to win you over. I'm going to try to make myself healthy. So I've already scheduled an appointment with a counselor. I'm already going to go talk to somebody. I am going to make myself accountable to other people. So I've told some other guys at our church or, you know, at my work or guys that I trust that I need to work on this, that I've been an ass and that I've been a terrible husband. I'm not hiding this anymore. I'm going to let other people hold me accountable to this, even though that's terrifying. And that's, I hate it because I don't want to look bad. I don't want to look stupid. That's what I'm going to do. And you don't have to change at all, honey. You don't have to do anything yet. And even if you don't accept me, and even if we don't save our marriage, this is still the things that I need to be doing. I need to learn how to do the maintenance on the car. I'm going to need to learn how to change the oil. Right. So I'm going to learn how to do that so that I become a healthier individual. That's what you need to do, sir. Yeah, that takes <clears throat> all the pressure pressure off the yes. wife. And it actually shows, huh, maybe there is some hope. Shows self-awareness. Yes. And now you just have to do the work. Yep. And you're going to have to tear down the engine and you're going to have to buy the tools. Again, if you don't even have the tools to work on the car, you have to buy the tools so that you a basic set of tools so that you can work on the car. That's what we put together at Secure Marriage. We put the tools together so you can start working on your car. We want to make that available. So again, if you want to learn how to do that, husbands who are listening to this and you're going, boy, my marriage isn't even at that stage yet, but I want to make sure it doesn't get to that stage. Right. I better learn something. We're going to suggest you start with a relationship roadmap. We're going to start with a basic set of tools. Um, it is one hour, but if you watch that one hour over and over and over again, you watch it 10 times or you watch the one tool a hundred times and you get so good at using that one tool, my gosh, you're going to be able to fix a, a larger percentage of things right. in your relationship using one tool. It's, it's inexpensive to buy. You can get it right now. You can go to securemarriage.com and right on the homepage there should be a place to click on it and purchase it. Or at the top, there says courses. You can purchase that. Believe me, this is the price of an oil change. And you, it's time to start changing the oil in your marriage. Yeah. That's what I want husbands to hear today. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I also want you to hear you're not alone. That's why we put this podcast together. You can get help and yep. you can get the training that you're looking for. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. I think we'll see you next time. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs>